Hey guys, welcome back to Slayer Lair. We're your hosts, Jen, Chris, and Amanda. And welcome to episode four. We're going to be talking about the Buffy episode, Teacher's Pet. And I just like really quick before we jump into it, want to say that this episode was directed by Bruce Seth Green. And I had a moment of being like, oh my God, is Seth Green have something to do with this? But he doesn't. So, okay, not cool. Yeah, not till, wait, not so till season two. Not when till someone, season two. When authors, what, okay, Chris, what's it called again? When authors have like a fake, a pen name? Is that oh, like, yeah. pen name or like Bruce, he, Bruce Seth Green? Dude, that would be such a bad pen name. <laughs> he just added a Bruce. Hey, it threw on Jen. She thought it was Seth Green, saw the Bruce, and was like, no, it's obviously not Seth Green. Yeah, it's like when, like, Clark Kent, you know, takes his glasses off and he's <laughs> super bad. <laughs> he's like, no one can tell that Seth Green is Bruce Seth Green. <laughs> okay I, so before we actually jump into the episode I feel like we have to paint a picture for the listeners for I'm assuming everyone's our age so everyone can flash back to the actual social backdrop of this teacher's pet episode it actually came out the same year that the Mary Kay Letourneau <laughs> scandal was happening in 1997 <laughs> Um, which I don't know if you guys remember, it's that teacher that oh. slept with her sixth grade student and got pregnant by him. <gasps> when I think of her, it's like, I feel like she's the poster child of like this teacher sex scandal. Like, yes. I feel like I picture her face anytime like I hear about it. And the story was just so freaking wild. Like Chris. Okay. So she was obviously like, normal teacher married has her own life has her own kids is everyone assumes she's not a predator and she ends up having an affair with one of her sixth graders and the only reason why everyone finds out is because she gets pregnant right wait and so, then how old are you in sixth grade 12 right 12 dude 12 right okay so whatever so that's already a big scandal okay so she she's tried it's super public it's like on tv like this is in the 90s when you know everyone was like watching court tv because mm -hmm. there weren't really like true crime docs back then so everyone <laughs> was like watching actual court on tv and so she goes to jail for a little bit right the world moves on she comes back into the news because she served like i don't know like a couple months and ended up getting paroled because she's like a woman teacher, obviously. So they don't think that she's a predator. They end up finding her. She goes on parole and she's mandated to not talk to the kid or whatever. They fucking arrest her a month later because they're in, they find her with the kid in a car together, dude. Definitely banging. <laughs> again. So she gets rearrested, retried. She's pregnant again. <laughs> Yes, dude. And I, when I was looking it up online, because I was like, what year was that? They've been married for 10 years. She like <gasps> went, she went back to jail, got out, they got married. They've been now married for 10 years. They have their two kids, dude. Dude, it's and like, there's so many, like that 30 Rock episode. That's all <laughs> I'm thinking of in that 30 Rock episode. And that's all I can think of, dude. No, I was blissfully unaware of that. 
from I had no idea about the later stuff I didn't know that they're married that is crazy yeah okay so then do you think that it was true love (laughs) no dude I think I think she's a predator I think she's a predator um and if you had to this is like the true American like Americana this is like American culture, like peak American culture, American folktale. They're still married. <laughs> and they're interviewed by Barbara Walters. And yeah, life is good. Dude, I need a BuzzFeed where are they now about their kids? Like, oh, that fuck. is, I need that. <laughs> I need to know how, like, well, do they you are think to that they're homeschooled because she is afraid? So, like, she knows, like, the danger there of letting them of go. Predatory. To school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teachers yeah i mean and she is also a teacher so she could do it i bet dude there's no way she's still a teacher on tiktoks no i mean she has experience though so she can like homeschool yeah yeah Yeah, i bet they're just doing tiktok dances Okay, so that that is the backdrop of which that this is episode crazy. Premieres. Okay, so was that um so was like the court case happening when this episode came out or you know like what I okay, kind of- so I didn't really like reconcile like what like the timing, but that shit I mean it that like defined I feel like 1997. Yeah. So that's I, crazy. I feel like it was either either it was at the same time or I mean the case kept like evolving over time so yeah you know there's no it it could have like overlapped just because it was so ongoing and like the drama kept going wow she went to prison even so crazy dude that is a good that was a good uh yeah way to set the scene for how like (laughs) for how creepy and rapey and predatory this episode was wait so did you just remember that like that you were like oh 97 that's no dude no no it's purely because exactly what I was saying I saw the title of the episode and like remembered like a little bit what it was about and I was like I thought of her dude anytime you think of like inappropriate relationships with teachers I think of her wow (laughs) that is so crazy awesome wow way to set the scene taking us back to 97 yeah i can just like or introducing christy to 97 (laughs) (laughs) she has the worst memory and i mean to be fair she was super young but even though even if she wasn't that young she probably wouldn't remember it anyways because she has i was literally six i was six years old but you also (laughs) have a really bad memory i'm just saying i mean also yes but no way was i aware of those happening Now that we have the space set and we can really imagine where we are (laughs) when this episode comes out. Um, So at the very beginning of the episode, it jumps right in with Buffy fighting a vamp. And immediately I was like, okay, this has to be the bronze, you know? And so it's Mm -hmm. like episode four, I'm I'm feeling it. I like know the hot, the hot club (laughs) in the space and Xander has to save her. And then so immediately I'm like, all right, this is obviously Xander's dream. (laughs) Cause this guy is so pathetic. (laughs) He's such a bitch. (laughs) He, yeah, no, that was the same thing for me. As soon as he actually started fighting, I was like, all right, this is a dream. This has to be a dream. Dude, and then he even like made a steak out of a chair leg, like Buffy. 
Yeah, See. throwback to I believe what was it the last episode? No, episode, episode one. Oh, okay. Throwback to episode one. Dude, and then I love how he like, and then he gets on stage and like plays a guitar solo that has there's no song happening, <laughs> and he's like, I gotta play my solo. <laughs> so, I have a theory about his guitar solo because he plays guitar again later in the episode, and I think that that is what happens in Xander's brain every time he gets a boner. I feel like he is like playing a guitar solo because he is having like a sexy Buffy fantasy boner. That's (laughs) like so. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Flash. It does flash to that the next time he gets a boner. That's hilarious. It does. It does. So I feel like that's what's happening there. That's just like in his mind, like the image of sex is like himself, like in a black like blazer (laughs) playing a guitar solo. Yes. That makes me feel like he just plays when he, like, when he bones someone, he plays his own guitar solo that he's playing in the background. Like, the mood music he puts on is himself playing guitar. Do you know when he masturbates? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he masturbates. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, but then... So he kills a vampire, yes. check. Yes. Does an amazing guitar solo, check. Buffy is horny as fuck for him yeah (laughs) dude and also Buffy I feel like the point where I realized it was a dream was honestly when it shows Buffy and her hair is all like super fancy curled and she's wearing this bright red lipstick and like this like tight red dress it was like wow dude Buffy doesn't really dress like that when she goes to the bronze this is someone's wet dream and then Xander comes in and it was like oh this is obviously Xander's wet dream (laughs) he like hella overly sexualizes his friend cool yeah dude so Xander he gets a boner in his dream and then right when he's totally nailing that guitar solo he wakes up in biology class do you think if Willow didn't wake him up he would have came (laughs) It was Buffy. Buffy's like, you've got, you're drooling in his fantasy. Yeah. She's like sexually saying, you're drooling. (laughs) Dude, high school was a trying time for boners. I can only commiserate. They have been in biology. They have been anywhere, anytime. I've I've been informed. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. (laughs) I really feel like that is kind of the whole, like, weird theme of this episode. I, I think this is like not really one of my favorite episodes whenever I rewatch the series and this one comes up I I always watch it because I have a hard time skipping when I'm doing a rewatch but I I always thought it was kind of one of the less inspired ones and this time on the watch through really just made me feel like it's just about being a teenage boy in high school with hormones and it's like Mm -hmm. just about what sex is to a teenage boy and like the types of pressure that puts on you and the boners that you get in biology (laughs) apparently this is another one of the few episodes that was not written by joss whedon as well Mm -hmm. so i feel like that probably is why it has kind of like such a different tone yeah it's got like a goosebumps vibe to it oh my god totally it's right that's yeah that's so right on yeah yeah well, I love the um, biology class scene when 
um, Willow's trying to give Buffy answers <laughs> and they're, she's trying to say, you know, like, how do these ants communicate? And Willow's trying to tell her it's by smelling and she's like smelling Xander and Buffy goes, B.O. And it's like, oh my God, dude, does, so is Xander just now finding out that he has B.O.? <laughs> dude, oh Xander God. is just now going through puberty. Apparently, <laughs> so dude, he like doesn't know about deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's an incel and that kind of adds up. <laughs> um but yeah, that was <laughs> I felt a little bad for him. I can't I can't deny it. I was like, dude, does he just not have like someone looking out for him at home? <laughs> he needs a I don't male think we ever in his life. <laughs> I don't think we ever see his home life, to be honest. I feel like at some point you see Willow's mom, at least, in later episodes. But I actually don't think you ever see Xander's home life. So maybe I think it's fair to assume that, like, it's not great (laughs) because he's kind of the worst forever. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think, yeah, that we really see much about that. We see his basement eventually. He does live yeah, in like <laughs> the basement. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, because we'll everyone see. in Sunnydale has a basement. Apparently, we'll see in the rewatch if we if that actually comes up. Yeah, but um, this scene. Okay, so they're in biology class. Um, this was actually my favorite Buffy outfit <laughs> of the whole oh episode. God, yeah. She's actually wearing a like fuzzy baby blue sleeveless cashmere button up yes <laughs> that has like a starched dress collar yes as well um and she has the classic matching baby blue eyeshadow yes the classic 90s it was like the only color of eyeshadow i feel like available <laughs> in the 90s <laughs> It, that, yeah, that was my, for me, I don't know, you guys can disagree, but of the episode, that was definitely a favorite outfit of hers. It was amazing. And it, it had a amazing. baby blue mini skirt too. It was, it was baby blue on baby blue. Yeah. It had big, <laughs> like, baby spice vibes to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but obviously Buffy, you know, it's come up in previous episodes. She doesn't study and she doesn't mm-hmm. do homework because she's busy saving Sunnydale. Obviously she has her priorities. So she gets asked to stay after class. Um, yeah, by Dr. Gregory. By Dr. Gregory. And it's such a nice moment. She has a teacher that believes in her. For and the it was first a time. very, very nice moment, honestly. I've actually felt like in like two minutes, they so beautifully like showed like why having good teachers is so important in your life and um yeah I was like wow that was so powerful in this what a tiny nugget of wholesomeness in Buffy it was really beautiful um where yeah Dr. Gregory just tells her you know he knows that she burnt down the gym and she's like oh yeah I'm just like you know a troubled teen or whatever (laughs) that's me and he's like no you know don't he's like I don't want you to be like that you know he he tells her um that he wants her to be smart and I thought that that was really nice um he says like don't listen to the principal or anyone else and then I I wrote it down in quotes because I liked it so much when he glances up at her and says let's make them eat that permanent record so it was like not only are you like trying to tell her that you believe in her but like you're even saying it in a way that is like 
like you're kind of coming out of her level I mm -hmm. put that she finds her Dumbledore because I feel oh. like that is how Dumbledore would interact with his students when he is trying to say that like sometimes people who are really smart like don't do well in traditional education and like that is okay and it was so nice and she had such a nice like smile moment where I feel like this is probably the first adult that does not know that she's the slayer that she connects with on this mm -hmm. level and then he dies in like literally the next scene yeah and uh, as all good things in yeah. Bucky's life it is cruelly snatched away immediately immediately, immediately. by so a weird good. rubber flipper yeah. that you, it's, maybe it's a plant maybe it's a bug you yeah. don't know but you do know that her mentor just as soon as he appeared in immediately dies yes and he was he so he had been previously in class lecturing about ants and so right. i immediately was like okay this has to be some kind of like insect monster and so mm -hmm. i was like pretty excited about that um but I yeah keep forgetting I, that you like don't know i don't know happen. yeah, yeah I love it. but i, I definitely foreshadowing the foreshadowing was shoved down our throats for yeah. sure. <laughs> because it did look like more of like a lobster claw or something like a rotten claw or something it was really yeah good so stuff do you think that the arms of that creature were like real and then the rest of it was weird cgi or do you think that it's like a whole outfit it all I feel like, like the arms practical looked real. effects to me. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it was a whole me... outfit. They definitely okay, can't afford CGI. <laughs> I was thinking that too, but then towards the end, I wasn't sure. I okay, feel like cool. all that the CGI so money was spent on like the vamps turning to dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they blew their whole budget. Everything else I think is practical. Effects. They don't yeah. even do that in this episode though. Because they can't, they extra barely. They blew it all on the practical effect costume, dude. Yeah, they had I love it though. I love it though. I love the practical effect costume. I love that like, I love thinking that there is someone off screen <laughs> with that rubbery arm that's like, oh, just like <laughs> sneaking in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was so Make good. Super happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So huge bummer. Yeah. He connects with her and then immediately dies. Yeah. And that was, that was the, our opening scene, everyone. Yeah. Opening um, scene. So after it's, yeah. Sorry. I just want to point out that it's, this was weird for me the whole time that like these totally, awkward themes of like Xander's sexual relationship with his teacher and then Buffy's like wholesome mm. normal reaction they don't seem it does not seem like it meshes at all it seems like Buffy's whole storyline was just like filler for this like awkward hormone thing right the opening scene being like those two interactions but that interaction needed to happen for the gang to figure out how to defeat the bug in the end and right? because so, she I got inspired so. because he inspires her to like study right and that's how she ends up solving the mystery right is she's mm -hmm. like uh, she like fills herself with knowledge and she's empowered by knowledge of like how to kill in practical in how to kill insects right I don't know, <laughs> and i, I feel, feel like she, she reads literally two chapters and then yeah. she like totally knows i feel like that is the same equivalent of when they like sit down to research and they open a book and they're like here it is <laughs> but this still <laughs> she wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for him it was i thought yeah. that, that was nice and then i think that like she um was more like inspired to um 
you know, to actually like, it was a kind of a revenge situation, right? In the end yes, there, right? True. Because she actually had this like touching moment with this guy, whereas she, he would have just been like the old nice bio teacher, right? If that yeah. wouldn't have happened. But he actually mm-hmm. like took such an interest in her. And then after he died, it, be- it became personal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay. <clears throat> so next scene, <laughs> we're actually in the Bronx. Yeah, and you can tell it's not a dream right away, right? <laughs> no, because there's actually good music playing, not Xander doing weird guitar solo. Yeah, and then Xander tries to like smile at the guy who's like playing guitar, and the guy immediately looks at him <laughs> with this face where he's like, wow, I can't believe this guy's smiling at me when I'm so cool. I'm playing a show at my local under 18 club. Like, who does this guy think he is? Dude, and the guy speaking of awesome outfits the lead singer is wearing like an oversized super shiny silver t-shirt and like a huge heady pendant like that is that's his look and I loved it it was amazing yeah his shirt was really shiny it was huge too it was he was was like a white tee it was a silver tee yeah it was amazing Dude, and then I like how right away it's like Xander is getting kind of like bullied about being a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) By Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. The star Blaine. Yeah, it really sets the tone. (laughs) And if you have your subtitles on, you see that it's Blaine with a Y. I did have my even douchier, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Even douchier. So in my notes, I actually spelt it like that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I feel like that was such a, like, I feel like it's very much Xander getting burned by, like, all these different um, archetypes, like, archetypes of manliness, because we have, like, first first the lead singer playing an actual guitar, not a boner, (laughs) like, legit playing guitar without a boner, and And you know he could have had a boner, I'm just saying, (laughs) we don't know. And definitely the lead singer of that band, you know he fucks. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, dude, look at his shirt, dude. shiny shirt. Yes, I dude. bet that it's like, one of those things. I bet he shirt cocks. <laughs> oh god! But it's so long that like just so the tip long. of his dick hangs out. <laughs> oh, oh no! 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 Visual, visual. Anyways, dude. Yeah. So that guy's obviously cool. He shirt sure yeah. cocks. He shirt cocks. Yeah. Shiny shirt. Yeah. And then the Blaine and his friend, right? Like the football players sleeping yeah. with like older women, college and, like, women, college women, and their sisters, which is apparently super cool for him. Mm-hmm. And not weird. Um. And then also in a moment you see like angel also comes in so you have like the lead singer of the band the jocks and this like leather jacket wearing mysterious bad boy all show up to like haunt xander in his like high school virginity dude and then like xander moment. showed up and i immediately or i'm sorry um angel sh- showed up and i immediately was like oh my god is he wearing a wife beater and then you very soon find out he is wearing a wife beater yes. Yes. is angel the king of wearing a wife beater with like a blazer over <laughs> it. <laughs> and it's like, like just a leather jacket and a wife beater and he's like oh it's cold night and it's like why are you dressed so inappropriately <laughs> and it's like just a wife beater and a gold chain dude and for some reason he looks hot 
jacket. <laughs> okay, I actually have in my notes, oh my god, he just took off his jacket. I wrote that. I wrote that out. I wrote that out because he looks so fine. I do- he looks hotter than in other episodes, right? Yeah, dude, he does. He looks super hot, right? He looks super hot. I feel like it's because we're trying, we're seeing him kind of from like Xander's perspective oh. as opposed to like from Buffy's point of view. And so he like, whereas when Buffy sees him, he's this kind of like dark and like mysterious figure. But when Xander, he's just like this perfect like masculinity Yes. Right? And he's just a man. And I feel like they pulled out all those stops to the point where we were like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely wrote down, enter Angel, all muscle and suave and leather jacket. And I don't even think that that guy is hot. And it still got me. So (laughs) I feel like... Yeah, yeah. I, I fully agree. I think that the concept of it being from Xander's point of view is really good, too. I, like that. I feel like, yeah, that's a really good point that we're yeah, seeing I mean, the world through his eyes. Also, Buffy's perspective, you can tell that her relationship with Angel has changed at this point, right? It's like, you know, they, even though she knows that his warning isn't going to warn her against shit because it's super cryptic and yeah, what really is no information, at least, you know, they have like, it's almost more of like a friendly banter now yes, instead of a like, banter instead of a like, jive. you're stalking me yeah. in an alley. Yeah. This is an, actually a friendly interaction, not yes. an aggressive, scary interaction. Yeah. It and is I weird f- though. I, I thought it was weird, though, how he, like, offers her his jacket as if he doesn't realize that he has, like, three giant <laughs> yeah. tapes down his arm. So he, like, gives her the jacket, and then he's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't see you there. Like, now yeah. they know about my, like, horrible, like, maybe that's why he's wearing the wife ear. He was like, I better put something on. Sleeveless. Well, and, so like, bad. right before he takes his jacket off is when Xander goes, oh, he's so buff. Like, I didn't realize he was so buff. Like, she never said that about him. And then he takes his jacket off. And then you're like, oh, shit. He's hella buff. And I feel like that's, you know, I think that if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have even gotten that scene. Um, But yeah, I love how she takes the jacket and then essentially wears it from the rest of the episode. The rest of the episode. Is it just like rolled up? Or does the jacket, like... It's big on her at the bronze, but then the rest of the episode, it's like a woman's fit jacket. <laughs> it's yeah, like a dude. fitted jacket. She definitely has it's like the magical traveling jacket. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. She took it home and her mom fixed it up for her. What's her mom's name again? Joyce. 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 Yeah, Joyce fixed yeah. it up for her. She got her sewing machine out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we see Angel. What is his warning? Uh, don't let him corner you. I think that's all he says. <laughs> no, but he does describe one defining feature about who he's talking about. The like claw hand or the fork yes. hand? The fork yeah, hand. The fork, okay. fork guy. <laughs> fork guy. <So>, yeah. <laughs> that's literally all he says. That's all he says. Yeah. That's all he says. I don't, I mean, it's just, what is even the point? Like, <laughs> why are you here? And I feel like he wouldn't even have warned her if she didn't see totally. his scarred arm, right? And in the end, I would just, I'm, I maintain my original statement that Buffy's whole plot this episode is just, like, lesser to Xander's and, like, literally doesn't matter. Like, this monster has almost nothing to do with the episode, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, totally. He's not even that scary when it comes down to it. No, I wish we had that one nice moment of, of like, 
someone believes in her. Yeah, yeah I actually uh, felt like that was a, an important part of her like character development. The teacher moment yeah. I thought yeah. was good. I thought, that, but I thought it had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Well, yeah, I don't totally. think it's cohesive at all. Yeah, and it's frustrating. Where were you at for this, Joss Whedon? Like, why didn't you come fix this for me? So, also, the guy who wrote this episode is who um, later on Joss Whedon ends up like um, they co-create Angel together. Oh. Well, that makes sense, too, because Angel is a lesser show. <laughs> it needed more. It needed more Joss Whedon. <laughs> Angel is purely for the, like, if you love Like, he's just hot, his, dude. His jacket yeah. yeah. All it jazz. is is, like, chest and arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we are... Um, it's the next day. Yeah, and then immediately we're at school with Giles, and, and- Buffy's wearing the leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> And she gets to have like another nice moment. I actually feel like I think that in the last episode is where we really saw Buffy and Giles' relationship change. Mm -hmm. And I think that this interaction is just proof that that has happened and that they have a connection now that is a, a lot more familiar than it was before. And I I loved it when she's talking to him and she's saying that cryptic guy just told her about fork guy and Giles says I think you have too many guys in your life (laughs) like laughs in his own joke and I just feel like dude Giles was not that loose and like comfortable with her before and it's really nice that like now he's comfortable enough to like make jokes about it and like have this like very almost like friendly communication with her about like deadly monsters that are in their town (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude but there's a little bit of a conundrum because dr gregory is fucking missing dude yeah he he is missing missing. and they are (laughs) and it's so funny how xander like doesn't real he's like oh yeah guys like did you hear dr gregory's (laughs) missing and buffy's like wait like dude my mentor do you not know yeah well not only that but it's also like have you not been here for the past three episodes (laughs) when someone is missing in sunnydale it probably means something serious is happening (laughs) no dude because he's an incel and when he heard that the cheerleaders were trying on their new short skirts so xander for the past three episodes has been so distracted by a variety of like 90s mini skirts and has no idea like the peril that they are all in right now Ugh, it's the worst and speaking of (laughs) yeah at this moment we get this hottie teacher walks right up i wish like at this moment they could have afforded to have that Hot for teacher. Hot for teacher. Right? Song playing, dude, like they, as it, she was walking up, dude. I could hear it in my mind, just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead, they play really crazy primal flute music, <laughs> like tribal flute. Do you remember the commercials for like the um album that had like Enya on it and like tribal, dude, like like when you went to the, the store and there was like the thing and you could push the buttons and like yeah. play. Oh my god, that <laughs> is the music that was playing while she's walking up in slow motion and Xander is looking at her and it, you know he has a guitar solo in his pants. Yes, like, dude. The way he is staring at her. Yes. And she can hear it. She can hear his virgin penis guitar solo. Yeah. She, she can knows. definitely smell it. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, so Gross. she walks up and she, I was like, okay, she's hot and she's British. 
I, I thought she had a British accent, but then the next scene is them in class and she does not have a British accent. So I don't know <laughs> if she dropped it after they filmed that scene, but where, who knows where she's from? She's trying to like, you know, figure yeah, she's out. throwing off the same background. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, her background. But yeah, they're in class. Now they're in science class, right? Buffy walks into class and she finds Dr. Gregory's glasses on the ground which alludes to the fact that there's like no janitor at this school like or <laughs> anything or like this is the first class of the morning or something but she dude also he's glasses. been missing but yeah. no one looked in it like you know the police <laughs> have not searched the classroom <laughs> to find them also i thought it was weird that she set them down and didn't really notice that they were cracked because i thought oh, that she, was really oh, unlike right. her yeah she doesn't notice that they're cracked because i think she would have immediate because she was like oh we just must have met left these here but I feel like she would have immediately noticed they were cracked and been like, it was oh, such shit. a big crack. Yeah, yeah, they were <laughs> the hella cracked. Totally fucked up. I think she says, like, I think she says, like, why would he drop these and not pick them back up? So maybe okay. she kind of addresses that they were dropped. I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then so they find out that hot teacher is their teacher. That Mrs. apparently Miss, she's Miss, yeah, Natalie. Miss, Miss Natalie. French. French. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um they're I like how she's just like talking about picking up how they were talking about insects and sure. Buffy called insects says that they're bug ugly <laughs> <laughs> and hot teacher gets super offended and she says that insects are noble solitary and prolific <laughs> I mean where's the lie where's the lie <laughs> there's actually a lot of also like, like educational information <laughs> there's a lot of educational information they took the scene about man praying mantises really really far as if we weren't already overshadowed as fuck with the opening <laughs> scene so they made it very clear what was happening here they're laying the groundwork there's also a lot of super cringy one-line uh dialogue by all of the guys in the class oh yeah Gross. that was just awful um like and it's mainly from blaine and it's like oh i'll tell you where i want you oh yeah gross yeah and like nothing wrong with an aggressive woman yes. yeah, yeah it dude fucking horrible <laughs> like whoa so Miss French says that they're going to have a project to make a model egg sack for the science fair. And she asks who wants to help. And all the boys raise their hands, of course. And that's kind of like how we get the end of the scene. And then they're in the cafeteria. They're getting served hot dog surprise, which doesn't seem very surprising. It seems like it's literally just hot dogs and baked beans. <laughs> and um, Xander is talking about how Miss French loves him. And then you get Bryce coming up saying he needs to like carb up for his one-on-one -on -one with Miss French. And he's getting just like a bunch of jello and milk. And dessert. Yeah, like cake. Which like, is so gross. Dessert. Like he if if that dude was gonna fuck he would totally puke <laughs> <laughs> and i love how he's preparing for like a fuckathon and like needs energy yeah. <laughs> how hard he's gonna fuck plus he's like 16 <laughs> like yeah, he should like, be at his like peak energy <laughs> sex energy yeah yeah dude and it's like 
I'm going at this with a bowl, a tummy full of jello and milk. Like it just really <laughs> highlights how much of a child he is. <laughs> oh my God. And then we get what might be my favorite Cordelia scene in oh, yes. the whole first season where she comes in and says that her doctor sends her a daily prescribed lunch, like not even her nutritionist, but like a doctor has sent her a daily prescribed lunch that is kept in the cafeteria freezer. That's the most extra shit I've ever heard in my yeah. entire life. But also episode. like she would have been eating hot dogs and baked beans. Come on. Yeah. I guess Look at her. Can. Look at her. Like, <laughs> she, like, like she you, needs- you can't. You can't just bring a salad, though, Courtney. Like, really? <laughs> I just think this whole episode is lightly peppered with references to Cordelia's eating disorder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so totally. I think that this is just one of those moments. And yeah. that's definitely what I got from it. Oh but God, totally. luckily for Cordelia, everyone was distracted and she did not have to eat that day because yeah. she opens the freezer in the cafeteria and finds a headless Dr. Gregory. Yeah, luckily only, still wearing his lab coat. Because they yeah. wouldn't have been able to identify him otherwise. Because yeah. his lab coat has his name embroidered <laughs> on it. And like, just in case you don't realize, you the viewer don't realize who it is. They have a nice zoom in moment of the Dr. Gregory on there to just be like very clear that that's who it is. And it's obviously horrible traumatizing but at the same time this is Sunnydale so classes continue (laughs) just like normal just like normal and the next scene of course they're at the library because that's exactly (laughs) where you go yeah after you find a headless body you have to go right to the library the gang is on the case and I felt is Buffy crying yeah. She's definitely, yeah. It, I think I wrote Silent down tears. that I think this is the first person that has died that Buffy really cares about. Because when the first, when Xander's friend dies in that first episode, she obviously cares and wants to do something about it, but she doesn't know the guy yet. She doesn't have like any emotional connection. And that to guy him. was a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Dr. Gregory was like, a be- like they had shared a beautiful moment that she'll probably remember for the rest of her life. Dr. Gregory <laughs> was a saint. He yeah. did not deserve, he deserved better than that. And Jesse, Jesse was a fucking douche. Well, and, I can't believe like, you remember his name. I can't yeah, believe you remember his name. His name Jesse. was Jesse. <laughs> 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 and he yeah he was a dude sure. yeah not that i'm saying jesse deserved to die but i could take him really <laughs> yeah yeah no but yeah. don't do he deserved better dead. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but they think it's vampire related right of course. they do i of mean course. i think that they like i think that it's at a point where what else would they it be right like that's their first immediate thought right they already know that there's a show of vampires around right so i feel like that's the immediate thought Mm -hmm. i also like how giles when they talk about the fork guy um giles is like oh yeah there is this one vamp who got his hand cut off by his master and yeah (laughs) and it was replaced by some kind of claw and it's like (laughs) where are you where is this on a this vamp message boards or something? <laughs> it's from his watcher training. He has uh yeah, he has all this information from all of his watcher training, apparently. I see. We do end up 
meeting this famous claw hand vampire in the next scene. Yes. And Buffy is wearing one of those zigzag headbands. She is the ones that go like all over your whole head. And they like, they're like really small and then they expand and it goes over your entire head. I noticed that too. I remember it used to like get stuck in my ear, you know, when you would try to put it on. Yeah. So bad. I Um, tried to wear those for like eight years. (laughs) I tried so hard to make it happen and it never happened for me. And it was the first thing I actually wrote. Oh my God. I wrote, oh my God, a lot in my notes, but this was the first one. And it just says her Ziggy headband because <laughs> I was full of jealousy. That it's yeah. working so good for her. She was gonna go out like hunting. She needed her hair out of she, her yeah, face. Dude. She needed it secured in place. Yes. And Ziggy she can't headband. be fussing with any like metal, you know, it's like when you play sports and you're not allowed to wear bobby pins. Oh no my metal gosh. allowed in this. <laughs> you need one of those like plastic Ziggy headbands with the super that. sharp points. Yeah. For safety. Yeah. Um, I liked there was this really nice moment when Buffy and Giles were talking and um when they were in the library and you know Buffy was like, We're on the hell mouth. Cause they have this moment where they're like, maybe it's not a vamp, it could be a different kind of monster, right? And then Buffy's like, Well, we are on the hell mouth. And she says that it is the center of mystical convergence. And then there's this moment where like it pans to Giles' face and he just looks like so like proud. <laughs> and she's Aww. like, It's no big, you know, it is. <laughs> and she's just like using kind of more of his language. I thought that was a sweet moment. Um, she's making all of her Aww. teachers proud this episode. Yeah, dude. She's, yeah. She really is. Um, but yeah, so she goes to uh, kind of like hunt out this fork guy. And she, <laughs> I like how she t- she like crosses her heart to Giles. She won't do anything rash. And literally the next scene, she just does this classic Buffy where she jumps over a fence. <laughs> she doesn't even need a running start. <laughs> like, dude, her powers are crazy powerful. So she jumps over the fence into the graveyard and there's a drunk transient like drinking oh out God. of a paper bag and he's like you shouldn't be here that was such yeah. a weird scene. no it was great I felt like because basically his message is like you should go home little girl because it's dangerous out here but little <laughs> does he know is like Buffy is the danger to anything lurking yes. outside right now like that was just I thought that that was really funny it's almost like a joke of like you know, it's something that we've all heard, you know, and while it might be true, because it is dangerous out there, you know, walking alone at night for women, especially like for Buffy, it's like a laughable concept, right? Yeah, totally. And, and so far, if anyone should be afraid to be alone in Sander, because he's a little yeah. bit. He is, <laughs> dude, and I guess even like really reeling back to maybe like the first the first episode of the podcast that we did where Jen brought out that quote from Joss Whedon about like the point of the show being about women's power. If you like taking what you said about that, really the most dangerous people out in this evening are women because it's Buffy and it's Miss French who we find is like the biggest bad on the streets tonight. And it's like scaring off other monsters even. Yeah, because so basically Buffy runs into Fort Guy, who it's definitely the poor man's Wolverine. Like, (laughs) it's definitely a claw, a fake ripoff claw of Wolverine, which is actually more badass than a fork, but slightly, like, significantly less badass than, like, Wolverine's actual retractable claws. Um, 
way less quality but she's pursuing this guy right this like person of legend right that giles knows about his claw and all this shit and he was even able to tag like angel in a one-on-one fight right and yeah scrape his arm so in pursuit the hook hand claw hand guy runs into miss french who's just politely walking her groceries home and she gives him one look and he fucking books it he runs and like runs into a sewer like he pulls up a sewer grate and jumps down just to get away from her dude yes he completely runs away from her and who sees buffy Buffy, of course (laughs) Yeah, and so she knows that Miss French is something is up with her. If she could make Mister Claw Fork Fork Guy run into a sewer, that is some scary shit. <clears throat> when um she finds him, she just is like touching some bushes, and he just jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the transient again. I know. And then there are cops, and I was just like, oh shit. I didn't even think Sunnydale had cops for, you know, I was like, dude, is Sunnydale like unincorporated and they don't have their own police force or something? But apparently they do because here they are finally some fucking cops. Um, and like the, the vamp is afraid of the cops, and, like, runs away. Uh, yeah. And I, I just thought that that was really interesting. We got our like first little weird brushing with the police. <laughs> hiding behind some bushes well that's why they're too busy patrolling parks to clean up dead bodies from the high school I yeah well i'm like i'm pretty sure i can't remember if it's the end of this season or the end of the next season but at some point you get a little bit of an insight to that because the mayor of suckydale is hella evil and creepy oh, and i'm pretty sure he's paying okay. off the cops i actually think yeah. i kind of remember that now that you i don't want to say too much because i keep yeah. forgetting that you don't know stuff that's coming but i feel <laughs> no, like it's okay i just to touch know, on that i do feel like i kind of remember that because that's like a really long plot line right it was in the buffy musical that we okay. saw not yes. the yeah the first one not mm-hmm. the most recent one but yeah the first one that we did and they do the graduation mm-hmm. the oh yeah, yeah 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 mm-hmm. remember Okay, so we have the next scene. We are at the library. Buffy's checking in with Giles. She has to tell him this like new information that she has. Where but she saw Miss French scare the fuck out of Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something's obviously up with Miss French. Um, and Buffy is wearing a belly shirt. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, huh? <laughs> and obviously her leather jacket because she it's part of every outfit that she wears so she's got a belly shirt and a leather jacket um and we get principal fluty is that his name yes yes fluty correct and so this is a great i actually thought this was really nice so principal fluty is like forcing buffy to go just talk to a counselor this is like the most that Sunnydale's ever done to address that there's been a death on campus. Yeah. I feel like all he does is imply that like grief makes you constipated. He's like, you have to go and talk about these feelings. Otherwise you need laxatives. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, has that happened before? Have like people gotten so grieved and like not dealt with it? And then you had a whole student population that was constipated. Is that what he's referencing here? I was very confused by that. Must be some backstory there of Prism yeah. of Flute's life. 
some some backed up story. (laughs) Dude, and so Buffy gets ushered to the counselor's office, which like the door is fully open while the counselor is is this. (laughs) There's no HIPAA compliance whatsoever. This is before HIPAA. Yeah. Uh, And so this is where we get the second like instance of Cordelia and her discussing like her relationship with food. And that is fucked up. Um, when so she says she yeah. yeah no go ahead <laughs> no yeah where she I just didn't even pick up on it until you said it dude but yes where she says that like I lost 7.5 ounces from like being so grieved about like finding this dead body that I like couldn't eat so like not saying that a teacher should die every day or anything but silver lining that like now I lost 7.5 ounces of my body weight which dude you're so right it's like yeah no I'm worried about her I'm fucking worried about her too (laughs) like she's definitely going through something I mean potentially it's from all the stress of like consistently finding dead bodies at her school but I don't know at some point at least they're going to counseling I'm actually excited for that Mm-hmm. Um, um dude so Buffy is late to class though because she had to get her counseling yeah. and she runs up to her science class and peeks in the window where fucking Miss French is putting hands like fully putting hands on I Xander. almost felt like she was leaning her breasts on his back yes, yes. I think so too it was so uncomfortable yeah it was really, really cringy yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and she sees it from the window and then there you get <laughs> Miss French. This was the CGI right here. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. right. You're right. This is where they spent their money. They so we get Miss French turning her head a complete 180. She even calls it exorcist style because <laughs> that's definitely what it was. And I feel like Miss French is fast and loose in the middle of the fucking day during a full class. I was like, is no one seeing her head turn all the way around like a Chucky doll? Like, and she's supposed to be like so hot, and so like people would be like looking at her mm-hmm. and checking her out. No, she was so specific about eyes forward on your test so mm. that she could go rub her breasts on the back of her student's back. On yes oh, it was so it was so, so uncomfortable could, so she could turn her head around at will yeah yes. Dude, and she gives buffy the fucking most angry glare yeah. and at this point i was like wait what Th- does she know that buffy like saw her like where is she coming from or is she just pissed that this is like competition for like i think she can tell something? that she's the slayer that was my point because i think that mm. when buffy shows up she i think that buffy shows up and she looks and She's just like, oh, great, pop quiz. She's not even like, ooh, teacher being super creepy until Miss French turns her head all the way around. And she definitely like tenses up Hella, the teacher does, before she turns her head all the way. So I think she must have some kind of like insect sense of like there is a predator nearby or there's mm, someone interesting you know because if it was just a regular human you wouldn't it would be so stupid <laughs> to turn your head all the way around like that oh <laughs> you could have just turned your fucking shoulder dude you could have looked glanced over your shoulder it was so unnecessary it was so extra <laughs> she's just like i'm an insect la 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 <laughs> and xander obviously doesn't notice because he is in this is where i decided that 
he has a guitar riff every time he gets a boner it's like a note that I wrote down right after the full exorcist twist because it was like uh as soon as the boobs get pressed against his back it's like yes exactly great great like a little a little pre-cum can't happen that's what that's what the guitar solo is I'm convinced okay so this is an after class and the teacher is acting all stupid and Xander loves it, right? He's like, oh, he is like so tired of these women who are stronger than him and smarter than him. And here he has this like teacher who is like older and hot, who was like, oh, like, Ivy, I can't believe that I forgot my things at home. And I forgot that I have this conference and I guess you're just gonna have to come to my house later. Basically, she's kind of waiting for the whole conversation to end so she can get back to her lunch. Yeah. Oh my god, which is yes. a sandwich with crickets inside. <laughs> but okay, it's not wait, really wait. a sandwich. Calling it a sandwich, I think, is really like going See, there's to protein and there's mayonnaise. <laughs> Dude, but it's want? like it's one slice of bread with mayonnaise and grasshoppers that she folds in half. <laughs> like no, the saddest sandwich. Dude, no, that is sad. Like you're, when you're she's eating a, a folded teacher. in half bread. She's a teacher. She has to make the loaves of bread last. She doesn't fucking have unlimited resources. I just felt like it was a window into her depressing life. (laughs) Also, though, I feel like it also shows how, like, little of a fuck she gives about people finding out because the grasshoppers are in a Tupperware with a piece of tape on it that says food. (laughs) Like... That seems really unnecessary. And then the face that she makes when she eats it, I had a moment of, like, is this actress actually eating these grasshoppers? Because she looks fucking disgusted when she no, and she, she takes this like smirk. little no, dude. I don't she know. Has I feel smirk like while she's eating, not, it. she's like, mm. I don't know, <laughs> dude. I think she goes in like, really slowly and she like takes such a tiny bite, and I feel like there is a possibility that that actress legit ate a grasshopper on that mayonnaise and bread sandwich, dude. Dude, I just feel like, why wouldn't you, like, make a mole or something? (laughs) Yeah, dude! Or, like, do you not have a slice of cheese to put on Like, she comes off all fancy, and then when it comes down to it, she fucking eats folded in half wheat bread. (laughs) I don't know. Just... I felt like it didn't add up. <laughs> it's it's not even wheat bread. It's white bread. It's like Wonder Bread. It's Wonder Bread <laughs> and like a thin layer of mayonnaise. Yeah, dude, she's just white as fuck. She's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, she doesn't care. It's just a vehicle for the bugs. She just wants yeah, to yeah. fucking eat bugs. It just like, seemed weird. Like, why wants. wouldn't you just dump them in your mouth? Like, <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And like, why do you have to label them as food? Like, do you have other grasshoppers <laughs> that are like not food that yeah. you need to make sure that you keep those separate? Well, the tub filled with mantises are for fucking, and the crickets <laughs> yeah, are for eating. eating. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, need to sort it out. Yeah, um, that part so was amazing. Concurrently, Buffy um, and Willow are in the library. Mm-hmm. And we get Buffy Giles. listing off facts. And she says, factoid one. <laughs> Dude, but her biggest plan for 
defeating Miss French is to do her homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah is... because Mr. Gregory like left an imprint on her. <laughs> yes. And we the um lecture scene for this episode was so long and extended that we all know it's a mantis right away. Yes. Based on the descriptions given by Miss French herself, actually. Interestingly. <laughs> um, so they figure out that she's a mantis because I guess mantises are the only bugs that can turn their head all the way around. It's true. Are you looking it up? It's true. It's yeah. True. Yeah, it is true. Um they also have excellent eyesight and can see up to 50 feet away. Whoa. Um, Terrifying. They can see all the young virgins. Yeah. <laughs> 50 feet away. Okay, actually they can rotate its head 360 degrees. What? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that is awesome. So yeah, That's real, crazy. we learned real. See, I told you, dude, this episode totally had lots of educational information. It did. Thanks, Dr. Gregory. It was like a really fucked up magic school bus episode. <laughs> where you actually learned some shit along the way. <laughs> it so is, dude. Like even to the point where they go like to the insects like house and yeah, that's actually like exactly what it is. That's a perfect description. <laughs> Um, dude okay so they figure it out dude only one thing can do that it's the mantis mm -hmm. this bitch is a giant insect Buffy goes a to warn Xander a she a she, a mantis. she mantis I she loved mantis. that actually yeah. I love that yeah I actually want to use that as like an insult next time <laughs> like yeah I love talking it. I love shit it. to someone she goes to warn Xander and mm -hmm. what is the interaction there um Xander is basically like uh I am bummed out that you think that she's a bug and like you're full of shit. And then he's like, and why, what's up with Angel having such a girly name? And then he goes, it just bugs me. Ooh, but yeah. And so he was a fucking idiot, dude. Like, how stupid are you? I don't know. This really, yeah. Xander just, he fell, he notched down even lower in this episode than where he was previously. Um, I just feel like, why would she lie to you? Oh yeah, he goes, you're jealous. Yeah. Why? Also, I don't know. I think it was a little mixture of like him thinking with his dumb stick and like being so blinded by like wanting to get his dick wet. It was like half that, but also like Buffy was being so unclear like <laughs> in her description. She was like, she's like, oh, he's like, oh, what? You just, you're so surprised that like, a woman like wants to fuck me and she's like yeah no um yeah speaking of that like it's called like um crossbreeding like it's called breeding and like and it's like dude what are you saying like just say it's a she mantis in a fucking <laughs> woman body don't go there it's not like that would surprise him this guy has seen vampires turn to dust like just yeah. say what it is she was being hella unclear with the description dude in my in my opinion I don't know. no i agree like, i feel a like one word text i feel like angel is rubbing off on her <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she just yeah didn't give a clear warning um and then i do think that he like pissed her off by saying that he she i think that she got offended when he was like oh you're just jealous because she yeah. was like wow you're a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically 
Dude, so he does not heed the warning, the mysterious warning, and he goes over to Miss French's house, which is has the mood set. She is ready. Yeah, like the lights are dim. There's a fire crackling. (laughs) She's making martinis. So she does like fancy drinks, but then she eats white bread for lunch. I'll give you that. Dude, I'm telling you, it doesn't add up. (laughs) (laughs) She's making martinis for the 16-year-olds. She's a fucking predator, dude. She is like, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's the. Sh- do you remember when they say that they can tell she's a predator because of the shoulder pads? Yeah. Like before, <laughs> before they even know that she's actually a predator, they're like, "Yeah, shoulder pads." <laughs> dude. So Xander shows up. Um. They have a weird conversation where she's just. Oh, it was just so gross. She's like, "Have you ever been with a woman?" <laughs> Well, oh he God, chugs, yes. so he hands her the drink and he chugs it, right? So yeah. it, the, it's gone. And he obviously, like, doesn't drink, right? And so is it is the drink drugged? Or is I it was just... wondering that. Okay. It's either definitely he, drugged. He okay. is definitely drugged. Like, he passes a out. super, like, predator's dream, like, gets wasted off of, like, one drink or it was fully drugged because yeah. he passes out. He passes out. But it also, I felt like he doesn't drink. He's supposed to be a teenager and he chugged a martini, which is hella strong. <laughs> it's just booze, you know? Oh, so, But right before he passes out, she's giving him, like, weird massages and, like, acknowledging that he's she, a virgin. And she's down for that. And actually, she prefers that. And she's like, your hands are so warm. Like, touch me with your hand. Yes. And dude. I was like, it's because she's like cold blooded, dude. I like, don't know. But well, like, and there's like a weird flashback to his dream from the be- his like creepy wet dream from the beginning of the episode where Buffy says that he hurt his hand. I didn't understand the point of that dream flashback. At yeah. All. No, where she like just says weird. the same thing that Buffy says about his like hands being so big. Oh, and then he's like, Buffy. So, you know what? Actually, I think that he. I think it's a combination of like the drink is drugged and also pheromones because then he gets all like, I love Buffy. And he's like remembering his wet dream and shit. So I feel like she put some like horny and like also pass out drugs in there. Combination. Yeah, it was fucking weird. But they're holding hands and we get the uh, the second CGI of the episode. Yeah. Her hands turns into the weird flipper, like yeah. bug flipper. He was like, they're serrated. <laughs> yeah, your hands are so serrated. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. a Men in Black moment with like the yes. bug. Oh my with, God. like a human totally. suit. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. I definitely needed that though. I feel like the it was so uh, like so very sexual and so uncomfortable of this like grown woman and this 16-year-old boy and she was being so blatant about it. It seemed a little bit shocking how like abruptly sexual this teacher student relationship was getting and then she finally turned into a bug and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> like please just like eat his head. The dialogue was just really really intense yeah (laughs) and she's wearing that like hella low-cut black tight dress dude the clee is beautiful it is fucking so gorgeous there's not a pore on her body so does she like get naked or does the dress rip Oh, and she fully turns into. Or the do you think it's like totally like she has only spandex outfits? You know, like how the Hulk I, is like you gotta wear stretchy pants. You know, <laughs> like 
I don't she know. It seemed like a pretty nice dress. I feel like she he passed out. She was like, okay, she, I have like she, a few in the hours. background, like shoot, like yeah, it out. she takes yeah. it off because she has her little creep hand. Like remember, they're touching hands, and her hand turned to bug. I yeah, can assume change it at will. But just her hand, or does oh, she go full bug? Oh. You know, because well, I didn't hear a ripping noise or anything. Yeah, so. exactly. So I was just confused yeah. about like where did her dress go? <laughs> <laughs> That's and then that, so Xander like wakes up in this cage, which is okay. hella proper, dude. Like there's like hay on the ground, like he's a hamster. <laughs> okay, so Xander wakes up in a cage, right? And she this is where you hear her like bug voice. Yeah, and she's like, Yeah, tell me now. Tell me Natalie. <laughs> but it's like feminine, but also like a bug. It's yeah. Like weird. <laughs> and Basically, she does like an eeny meeny miny mo yeah. between the cages. Um, Which I thought was awesome. And she pull, she picks Xander, and Xander, it he is basically prepared to die mm-hmm. at this moment, right? So I guess it implies that like once you're you've been mated with, you're you're gonna die. Yeah, because she says she needs virgins, and that's where. Oh, so, so that's it's not like Blaine could fertilize again. Exactly. Like she can thing. only use them when they're virgins. And Wait, then does that mean that technically Blaine lost his virginity, though? Well, that's what I would well, no, wonder. He survived, so he. So must okay, so no. Okay, he's so just been means, in the so cage. He's just been in the cage. That he was just a witness to. Yes. Okay. Someone we else. Don't is know rape and who murder. that person is. Yeah, <laughs> just like exactly, dude. Sunnydale's so fucked up that there's just like nameless, faceless victims in this person's basement, in this teacher's basement. Cool. Yeah. I do uh, know one thing. It was definitely not the lead singer of that band. Because yeah, he's not a virgin. Definitely not a virgin. Yeah. 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 So we give you two, he's fine. We're good about yeah, that. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Okay, so, okay. While this is happening, like, there's, like, people in the library, right? Like, Buffy, mm-hmm. Willow, and Giles are in the library. And this um, is when we're getting the info from Carlisle. They said that he was like doing this work where he was like translating these old Germanic languages. And then it during that work, he came across the stories of this like she mantis. And then he started yes. getting obsessed with the she mantis and following that story around. And that, okay, so totally. And then Giles must have just known him because of that, because of his witch or watcher work probably led him to this like weird fucking guy who knows about this she mantis. Okay, so that makes sense. Wow, that is actually really fucked up to call the student probably hella triggered him and it's <laughs> like fucking sleep dude carlisle's probably going crazy right now and they had to probably like inject him with sedatives <laughs> oh, fuck. yeah that that's fucked up wow um, yeah i like how buffy like has a moment where she like is surprised that xander would be a virgin yes she's like stuttering yeah. through it this was one of my favorite that's moments because so i feel like it's just such a good Willow moment of Willow just like fully understanding the capacity of the scene and like actually caring about Xander. I feel like it was one of those moments where it's like you really see that Willow and Xander have known each other since they mm-hmm. were children. Yeah, and they're like, like best friends. Yeah. They're best friends and Willow has known him forever. And while Buffy is sitting there going, well, like, well, I don't know. He's probably he, I don't know. And Willow's like, he's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Understands that, like that guy's a fucking virgin. <laughs> yeah, I felt like um <laughs> Buffy thinking like not realizing that he wasn't a virgin made me be like, wow, dude, she is just 
so hot and dumb like <laughs> to like not even realize that like someone would would be a virgin I don't know it's just funny <laughs> dude so okay wait so why did Willow have to pull up the coroner report on Dr. Gregory what was the point of that I think they were still trying to confirm that he died like how how exactly he died and so they're pulling up to see like what kind of marking was left so where his head came off to confirm they're, they're that confirming. it's a man a she man i feel okay. like they basically knew but they wanted this like final confirmation and then they got it mm-hmm. i will note that well two things willow was able to access coroner reports like some rotten.com shit like mm-hmm. with like colorized photos with pictures the second point is that Buffy is looking at the photos and she's like, oh yeah, just what I thought. Like, look at the neck. It's fully serrated. She's looking at the corpse of this person that has touched her life that she was crying about a few scenes before and is just commenting on it so matter-of-factly. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, It's because she's in I full, not- like, like, Scooby-Doo mode, dude. She's on the case, you know? She, yeah. Buffy is a master of compartmentalizing, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how she survived. She's buried it. She's buried it. Yeah, dude. At least for now. Yeah. For now. She's I feel like on in her, her like revenge mission, you know, she doesn't okay. have time for that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should like bookmark that moment and some other moments of her pressing her emotions down because in later episodes, that shit comes back up and she has some really dark moments. So yeah. I think that's a very real thing that's happening and that it just doesn't really show how much it fucks her up until later on in the season. She has like Giles go get some like audio recording of bat sonar, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like on it, right? Buffy, she's done her homework. She, like you said, she read two chapters. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now she's about, a genius. Like, knows exactly and bad. what to do. Yeah. yeah. And I like how Willow gets the address for Miss French, like in the substitute teacher, like rolodex or something is yeah that- yeah it was coming through a fax machine and it was so confusing <laughs> yeah. that was amazing they go to find miss french right and mm-hmm. they show up at their address and who is there like someone some old random white lady yeah (laughs) some old random white lady who is miss french and who Mm -hmm. did teach 30 years ago but is not the right person and we find out that not only is she a she mantis but she steals people's identities (laughs) and like buys houses and applies for jobs and it just shows you like how the 90s was a fully wild wild west of like (laughs) documented and like in the same town right like this lady must have worked at that school yeah 30 years ago and it's like their filing system is so poor <laughs> and yeah. they couldn't figure that out yeah um so so they obviously they freak out because we're on a time clock here there's mm-hmm. only so long that they have before xander is beheaded mm-hmm. so the new plan is buffy remembers that the four-handed guy could tell that something was up with miss french so she goes into the sewer system to <laughs> capture him to use him kind of like a a sniffing dog. Like an informant yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. And she like walks him from house to house. So she doesn't so she finds him right far. away, dude. Yeah. She finds him right away. She goes into the sewer, immediately finds him. And she doesn't even, there's almost no fight. He's immediately tied up. 
She's like, yeah. I this guy ends up not being a fully overshadowed side character. Totally. Like, he has Her no plot, story. Dude. Yeah, at this all. Whole... Besides that he kicked Angel's ass. Yeah, yeah. he just makes Angel <laughs> look like a total bitch because yeah. he got scratched by him. And Angel makes, it's like, dude, Angel, why are you not telling us about this fucking crazy predator teacher Dude, like, because we he's don't not get... plugged into that network. He only Dude, apparently knows not. about vampire shit. It was hella she unhelpful. Have, she doesn't have a bug hook that can, <laughs> like, kind of, like, Poor guy could have just hung out in the sewers, apparently. He wasn't even really doing any harm except for to Angel. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally to no one else. Yeah, for all we know, Angel, like, owed him money or some shit. And, like, totally provoked that. Because he has no, no information behind him whatsoever. So, and I don't feel like he comes back again. That was no, dude. Well, no, he doesn't because Buffy kills him with a stake that she throws out of a white picket fence. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole, like, literally, her whole plot line with this fork guy is like just so that she can use it to. I hate this episode. There's no cohesiveness <laughs> to it at all. I feel like this dude makes no sense. And like, yeah, so she only uses him now as this like weird sniffing dog to like find Miss French and then kills him because he she's done with him at that dude, point. Well, he scratched. He, he gets all Angel. aggro. He scratched dude. Angel. He starts standing all aggro at her and is like trying to attack her and shit. She had no choice but to kill him with the white picket fence. I mean, she did go and like pull him out of his home of the sewers where he was minding his own business. <laughs> all right, you're giving him way more background and feeling than the actual writers of this episode. So let's know, not try to like, create things that aren't there. <laughs> Okay, so she finds him with her like radar mm-hmm. guy, and then and... we get like this tiny little like view of down into the basement, and it's like this um, you know, it's like this moment right before right where Xander is like the it's like we're getting so close to him getting to the point, and the <laughs> the bug is like kiss me. <laughs> It's so funny. And honestly, I feel like there must be so many outtakes of him laughing. <laughs> I'm really, I'm just impressed at the actor for like not breaking down. It was so funny. Say, so can we talk about Buffy's weapon of choice? Like what she runs in with? Because it's like I mean, it's very practical. Right? No, dude. dude. It's bug it's spray. It's two cans of bug spray. <laughs> it's two giant cans of bug spray. She comes in with two cans of bug spray and like a so like a recording of bat sonar. Like yes, dude, on a cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's like classic '90s problem where she goes to push play and it's Giles talking, and he's like, "Oh, it's the wrong side of the tape." <laughs> Such a it's '90s problem. Yeah, it's so good. And then there's like a classic fight scene. Buffy, Lots of kicking, punching, fight scene. Xander in the corner cowering. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I think he's tied up also. Like, I feel, like, I feel like Xander's tied up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get the bat sonars finally working. And I guess it like confuses the bug. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then Buffy has, so Xander had pulled off one of the bars of his cage. That's right. That's and right, that's yeah. the weapon that Buffy then ends up using. Okay, um, right. Yeah. So she has a metal bar pulled from the cage and, and fucking murders him. But I'm still confused. I feel like I was still at this point, like Bryce 
fucked her and like where are the eggs that he fertilized <laughs> but i guess it's that he gets his head cut off so then that didn't really happen so that was just but somebody did like there are egg sacs that she that then xander takes and like attacks the egg sacs like a fucking pinata so somebody got raped and murdered and fertilized in down there eggs. yeah in, in the down basement. there correct okay and correct. this is not the episode of storyline so we don't ever find out we don't even see one. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fine nameless person yeah that's fine and then it was awesome that willow like it ends with willow letting them know that they know they're virgins (laughs) yeah (laughs) she calls it them being virgins doing the right thing which i thought was fucking a little presumptuous yeah i think that they kind of like took a moment to have like turn this into like a psa of being like the responsible thing is to like not have sex or whatever when you're you know it it took this weird um kind of kind of teaching moment way and yeah yeah. i guess they had to make up for all of the like rapey vibes in the beginning they're like oh our bad we had a lot of shots of this like teacher preying on young boys so we should probably make this actually about being a virgin instead let's put the responsibility instead on the students to maintain their virginity Yes, keep let's, it, let's keep make it that the your, message. Keep it to your secret guitar solo boners. Mm-hmm. No, nothing else is allowed. But yes, of course, the day is saved. Xander is saved. His virginity is intact. We get a great final moment at the bronze. Mm-hmm. Me and yes, Jen's boyfriend dude. is there. <laughs> yes, dude. All yes, yours. Again, dude, all yours. a white tee. Dude, Not a white tee. No, that tea. was a white tee. And like Buffy is still wearing his jacket, right? But she's also wearing two globe rings yes. side yes. by side. Yes. Side by side chunky globe rings, dude. <laughs> it was outrageous. And I just that. feel like, dude, Buffy, you are sending a strong message wearing Angel's like leather dude. jacket every day, you know? She literally looks like Sandy from Greece in this scene, though. Like, her <laughs> hair is all big. It's like the great big giant hair. And then, yeah, like the leather jacket. Yeah. It but was this a whole was vibe. totally, I feel like this, I mean, it's been obvious, but this scene for me specifically is where Angel cements himself as a fuckboy because <laughs> they have, like, sh- they have the moment where she's like, oh, don't you want your jacket back? And he's like, it looks better on you. And she's like, okay, well, um, um, you know, like, how can I contact you? And he's like, I'll find you when I need you. And like, won't even give her his phone number or anything. And then like walks away. Yeah, dude. Like won't even, won't even give her the number to his pager. Yeah. Like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. I like it, dude. That's why she likes him. Yeah. So we still get one more scene where I feel like, again, we realize that there are no police looking into this teacher's number at all. Exactly. a new teacher now and like the guy's glasses are exactly where Buffy left them and his jacket is still in the closet and she like puts the glasses in the jacket in this like final moment where it looks like she's getting closure and then closes the closet it's like wait who's gonna come get that like he's yeah. gonna leave his shit there that's really weird or does he not have like a next of kin that's gonna come like collect well i think that we find out that he does have a next of kin oh that was really good (laughs) (laughs) which 
which is again this is what made me feel like this is such a goosebumps thing because that yeah, is yeah goosebumps it fucking shit right there it does end with a little bit of a cliffhanger of fertilized dripping egg sacks mm-hmm. in the closet and hatching. one cracks open yeah and i at first i was like okay so some eggs who like who else did the bug bone and then i remembered the first it was the teacher because his teacher, head totally. got cut Wait. off Wait. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. So, so she like those are fertilized eggs. No, no, no. Time out. I just realized Dr. Gregory was like a 6-year-old virgin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Holy fuck. Dude, that's depressing. I just realized so- that. He was such a nice man. Dude, he was so nice. Wow, dude. that's intense. Good call. Good, wow. uh, good notice, dude. Oh, holy shit. In like all of my watches of that episode, that's never sunk in for me. <gasps> wow, dude. That's crazy. What a disservice to Dr. Gregory. I know. Yeah, bummer, dude. Bummer. Wow. Because I could see like if she killed him just to get him out of the way, then right. like, right? But the fact yeah. that she like cut his head off and there are some fertilized eggs there only implies that she did mate with him, dude. Yeah. And if they'll only mate with virgins, then ew, wow. poor Dr. Gray. Yeah, dude, oh, that's a bummer. He did him so dirty. He didn't R.I.P. get a pity fire. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Dude, let's all he was too busy. I guess he didn't. He was too busy, like, cultivating the young minds of, like, the next generation, dude. (laughs) Like, he didn't have time. He didn't have it. Yeah, he had no interest, I guess, in... Wow. Yeah, that's it. Sad ending, dude. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a really good episode, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it 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 was a good podcast. I maintain, I think this might be my least favorite episode in the whole first season. Like, when it first came up, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this one being kind of cool before I watched it, and I, like, saw the title, and I immediately remembered the praying mantis thing, and I was like, okay, like, I've been having a lot of Xander hate. It might feel kind of good to, like, watch a whole episode around, like, him kind of Why would you ever think that a whole episode about Xander would be a good, like, fulfilling Dude, I guess... Because I thought that he was going to get some, uh, no, some <laughs> justice, but dude, not even. It was just a bad episode yeah. to me, at least. What do you think, Jen? First watch. Um, Good, I mean, bad. I I definitely enjoyed it. I thought that there were parts that were like gross and creepy, but I think that they were like very intentional, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mostly, <laughs> I do. I mean, I feel like it made Xander even more of a little bitch than he <laughs> was before. I feel like that's like my biggest takeaway from this is he's just a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think that we have the name of the episode. <laughs> yes! Name of the episode. Yes! <laughs> Well done. Well, well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Um, Until next time. Yeah, until next time. Cool. Cool. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and Jen Rath. It was edited by Jen Rath. Our theme music is by Daniel Nico and James Bassa.
Thanks everyone for listening.